0: Welcome back to Strange Days, and before we get started, I want to share a little story with you. The first podcast recording took place in a lounge during the kids' alone time. I'd missed the gap during screen time to get it all done in one take, and I really was trying to keep my voice quite down and get, get all my words perfect, I was nervous of kids walking in and ruining the recording. And I've often got feedback from my wife, and I think she's totally right, that my voice notes and those kind of recordings, I can be quite intense, I lack emotion, I'm just trying to just trying to get a message out in kind of deadpan words. And I could recognize that that's very much how that first our podcast was recorded and I heard her feedback, I knew it, but I felt kind of trapped by the conditions. I was like, Well that's as good as it gets and I'm just gonna soldier forth. And then she gave me a great idea. She said, Why don't you rather go down to the car in the basement and record from there? And wow, that's what I've been doing. It's like my life has changed. And I use that as an example right at the start because I think we know a whole bunch of stuff about life, but it's not good enough. It's, it's insufficient. I knew I should be engaging with my podcast and it's different, but I felt trapped. I didn't see a different way until I was able to take my whole body down to a new space and experience a huge amount of flourishing. Paul, what's this got to do with Sabbath? Well, I think Sabbath... 24 hours every week is a different space that we can take our whole bodies, our minds, our souls to and we can place ourselves in that space where we cease and say, God, you're in control and we celebrate and say, God, you are good. It's not good enough just to know about it. We need to actually take ourselves and put ourselves in that place. And So it's a provocation right at the start here. It's just as I was able to go and sit in my car now You're able to go and put yourself into this 24-hour block of time. Make it your goal this weekend to at least try that and to plan it. See, Jesus longs for us to come alongside him and to learn from him as his apprentice. Remember this invitation from Matthew 11. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentler, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't offer us a mattress. He doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something far better. He offers us equipment, this yoke. He offers his apprentices a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity with ease at his side, like Two oxen in a field, tied shoulder to shoulder with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting at his pace. Slow, unhurried, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace. He offers us the practices of silence and solitude and, and Sabbath. Not as activities to keep us busy, no, but as opportunities to come alongside him to enjoy his presence. These things are just tools for a task, they're equipment to get us into his presence and to experience the easy yoke and the light burden. But you're right in saying, Paul, that sounds fantastic, but there are going to be a lot of obstacles to that and that's what we're going to tackle today. One of the big obstacles is how to plan for this and that's what we'll do tomorrow. And then finally we'll be looking at some practical advice and some inspiration in our last episode. Let's dive into obstacles I think the biggest obstacle actually does start with our thoughts. We just have a poor understanding of what Sabbath is. I think a big one that used to trip me up for years was I felt that it was something I could only earn after six days of hard graft. If I'd managed to get through everything, my to-do list, my accomplishments, then then Sabbath could be had. But otherwise, I'd have to just skip it that week. It's just not going to happen. It's a poor understanding because Sabbath is a gift. And I want to remind us of a quote from Mark Buchanan yesterday from his book, The Rest of God. He says, the rest of God is something he gladly gives so that we might discover that part of God we're missing. It's not a reward for finishing. It's not a bonus for work well done. It is sheer gift. It is a stop work order in the midst of work that's never complete, never polished. Sabbath is not the break we're allotted at the tail end of completing all our tasks and chores. No, the fulfillment of all our obligations. No, it's it's the rest we take smack dab in the middle of them, without apology, without guilt, and for no better reason than God told us we could. Poor understanding of Sabbath being something we have to earn is is going to trip us up. It's going to be a big obstacle. Secondly, we can have this obstacle that we confuse Sabbath with the day off. Walter Bruchemans, in his book on Sabbath, calls this thinking... Uh, the bastard Sabbath. It's uh, strong language. But what he's saying is. That Sabbath is not a day to run around. Doing a whole bunch of tasks. That we didn't get to during the week. This unpaid work that keeps us busy. I mean there's long lists here. Of DIY around. Um, the home. There's laundry. There's bills that need to get paid. There's um, things that need to get planned. No, no, no. The idea is to take a 24 hour block of time. And to cease entirely. Both paid and unpaid work. As a reminder. And as a trust that God in control uh, another obstacle thirdly is that we confuse Sabbath with leisure we, we've been waiting for the weekend maybe and we've imbibed this phrase work hard play hard very modern cities are pretty much designed around those two principles to help people work hard and to help people play hard and so Sabbath gets swept aside because we're so busy playing hard the danger with this is that Sabbath then becomes something which is no longer sacred it's literally a vacation it's literally a vacating or an evacuation as one commentator said this mantra that we need to play hard play hard can become something that enslaves us and exhausts us demanding from us more than it gives god's not against pleasure but without taking 24 hours to cease and to celebrate rather than running around trying to trying to get our weekend all jam-packed before work comes again it's going to be an obstacle to really understanding what sabbath is about i think fourthly another obstacle is we just don't know how good sabbath is i mean we just lack experience sabbath might just remind us of just many boring sundays and we might even say you know but paul um, i'm not under the law so i'm not even vaguely interested in this and i i hear you if that's been your experience but what if what if practicing the way of jesus could reveal that Sabbath is way much better than we ever imagined. At least give it a try if this is the obstacle that trips you up. Another big obstacle is that we just don't plan well for Sabbath. There are no clear boundaries. It's not really a game plan. I think of practically for us, often on Saturdays, there are kids' parties, there's all kinds of demands and and this is a very important step and that's why we'll look at it tomorrow. And then maybe just a comment on all these obstacles. It's just that when you are taking Sabbath, you are moving in the opposite spirit to the world that's just true and as soon as you move opposite you come up against um, difficulties it, it is hard and we must be prepared to get it wrong and to kind of keep trying in this practice it's not going to come easy and so the encouragement that these obstacles aren't going to be swept away in kind of one podcast but there's something we're going to have to always consider and work to help each other navigate So Sabbath is a gift. It's a different space we can take ourselves into. And there are all those practical things I've mentioned. But I would suggest that there are two underlying reasons why we really struggle with Sabbath. And the first one I've really alluded to in previous podcasts. But it's just that busyness just destroys um, the practice of Sabbath. We don't take the time to remember God. And the confusion that results, we forget who we are. The broken piece of our lives just remains scattered everywhere. Mark Buchanan uh, mentions in The Rest of God that the Swahili word for white man, mzungu, literally means one who spins around. He comments that that's how East Africans often see Westerners, turning themselves dizzy, a great whirl of motion without direction, where with flurries of going nowhere. And reflecting on that, can I suggest something to you? That busyness actually doesn't work. Well, the truly purposeful have an ironic secret. They... They manage their time less and pay attention more. The most purposeful people often, I mean, they will sometimes lapse into drivenness. But the distinguishing mark of the purposeful is not time management. It's that they notice. They're fully awake. See, we're still called to live full lives, to pour ourselves out in loving God and loving others. But in so doing, we are invited also to carry a Sabbath restfulness in the presence of God, true restfulness, It's a form of awareness, a way of being in life. It's living ordinary life with a sense of ease, gratitude, appreciation, peace and prayer. So busyness is an obstacle, but secondly, it could be legalism. That This podcast got you so excited because you can add an extra practice to your life, but miss the point entirely. See, there's an attraction to legalism, and it's got its own sort of inherent rewards that feels good in a perverse sort of way. Strokes our egos, fills us up with the pleasure of achievement knowing we spelt all the words correctly in such a nice tidy handwriting as well that we exercised enough to get our smoothie this week and you know it's even better if we can accomplish uh, Sabbath uh, practice where others fail doing it it's like winning a race, it wouldn't mean half as much indeed it wouldn't mean anything if our triumph didn't imply other people lost see the secret emphasis um, in legalism is, is just competitiveness it's not just to win it's to beat everyone else and that's your motivation behind sabbath it's going to leave you dry and it's going to leave you empty busyness you won't even try it legalism you'll try it every week but you'll miss out on the joy because you secretly are looking left and right at all the people who aren't doing sabbath and feeling as if your achievement is somehow earning you satisfaction but it won't so there will be obstacles And can I just say that as you start practicing Sabbath, you will be bad at it when you start. And that's to be expected. I remember when I started a new course at UCT, my boss told me, you know, Paul, 30% of this is going to need a change. We just don't know what 30% that is. So as we give ourselves to this practice, as we create new space for ourselves to slow down this weekend, may we trust that God's going to train us, give us the equipment we need, to experience his yoke as easy and his burden as light. And we're going to need to change our thinking as we go along. But that's that's fine. So Jesus, we thank you for this promise of equipment. This yoke as we apprentice ourselves to you. We thank you that Sabbath is a gift. And we do have all these obstacles, God, in our thoughts. Uh, practical things that we get tripped up in. And we do pray now that as we prepare for Sabbath... This weekend that you would help to remove obstacles come and clarify thinking by your spirit we pray amen